this week concluded the Tokyo Game Show with big showcases from the likes of Xbox and Capcom. We'll share the highlights. And Xbox had possibly the most devastating information leak in the company's history. We'll go into all this and much, much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for another huge episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. You can find us on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services, everywhere. Just remember three little letters, GNW. It's all you need to get this information pumped into your brain, directly into it. It's a new thing we're working on. We're directly inserts it in your brain. My name is Erock the Red, joined every single week by Mr. Full Clip. What is going on? Yo, what's up? Well, I'm feeling kind of bad for those people we tried the brain direct injections on the first few times. Didn't really take, but no, we're not going to talk about that. We we yeah. can't talk about that legally. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why you're bringing it up. I mean, this is we paid them a lot of money to just, just go mm. live on an island somewhere. The, the families of the deceased, anyway. It's true. It's true. Uh, how you been? Doing all right, yeah. You know, I didn't get into a lot of gaming this past week, though. I don't know why. Just a little bit of a funk. But what I did get back into was Baldur's Gate 3, and I'm glad to do that, because that's it's kind of a huge title. I know I'm missing out. It's just like, sometimes I want to bounce back and forth between these different types of games. And uh, this, this past weekend, I got a, a good chance to get back into it for a few hours. Nice. Yeah, I haven't played that in a... In a I don't know, in a couple weeks, I've just been, I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot of games, but um, I'm waiting to just like, until I'm fully back into it, you know, I needed yeah. a little break. I got, you know, through the first act, I'm ready to go, but um, I've been playing, I've been playing a lot. So one of the games, you you inspired me last week, uh, I started playing Titanfall 2 again, Oh, and man, you were not kidding. It is, it's like, it's a brand new game. Yeah. It's it, it plays so I'm playing it on the Steam Deck too on top of that. It plays amazing. It's the best like I started playing some multi I, so I played a little of the campaign and that works great. It, 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 everything uh as far as you know the way it looks and how it runs flawless. But you inspired me to jump into the multiplayer and man dude it is like it's it runs so smoothly. I'm having no issues like playing and keeping up. I mean, a little bit of issues. I'm trying to like fine tune the the controls. I gotta use the the gyro mode. Everybody talks about like doing that. It's got a little for for like that fine tuning to like get those headshots and stuff. I gotta mess with that a little bit. But yeah, dude, the player base is huge. Like I went in there and it said like I don't know like fifteen thousand people were playing just randomly in the afternoon the other day and i'm oh, just yeah. like what, what is this um they had like new modes they had like this it was just three question marks and it was just only like rocket launchers or whatever yeah yeah i didn't um, get to try that one one of the ones that i saw was attack on titanfall which seemed really cool it's like everybody has grappling uh arms or hooks or whatever they are oh really yeah i gotta mess with some i got destroyed in the rocket launcher mode and i just went back to the uh the attrition or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it is a blast. I, I'm so happy. I mean, for $3 to like to get in there, like they really, hopefully they'll see the, how, you know, how much since they've updated it, how much people are playing it, how excited they are for it. And maybe consider, you know, working on that, that Titanfall 3, you know, yeah. bring it back. We'll see. It's, uh, there's definitely a market for it. You know, yeah. people are uh, a little burnt out, I think on the apex divert a little of that energy give us a, a new titanfall game sure the only bad thing is i heard that the one that they were planning might have been a campaign only and i i think that would be wasted time wasted potential i want some multiplayer with that if they do bring it back sure i'll take out if, if any if, if it's all or nothing i will take you know the campaign though uh yeah. if, if that's all they want to give us because just being able to like control those titans it, it feels good it feels right. nice the story in the campaign is great. The gameplay is great. The wall run, just everything about it's great. Go play Titanfall two if you've got it. It's it's it's, it's in its renaissance. Um, and then I played another game, part of our new releases. So I'll talk about it when we get to there. Should we uh, should we jump to that? Let me ask you one thing about Baldur's Ooh. Gate three before we jump in. Yeah, is there like wait. a clear point that I would know if I have completed Act one? Because I'm like trying not to miss anything before I hit that wall. If there yes, is one, you will. Like there will be a point where you can go further and it'll it'll explicitly say like you are moving on. Make sure you do everything that you want to do before you go to the next like area. Gotcha. Good. So and that's when uh, it'll get an action. It's more of like, yeah, leaving the, you know, getting into the underdark and and going through that way into that other world. So, yeah, it's um. That's like kind of where I'm at now. I played maybe a few hours into that, and it, the the difficulty ramps up a little bit. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's blast, dude. There's gonna it's gonna be hard for that one to not win game of the year, in my humble opinion. But it's got some competition, some big oh, yeah. competition. All right, it's time for our new releases from this past week. Right, the first one and the game that I have been enjoying immensely, Lies of P, came out September 19th on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, PC. This is just, um, I mean, so it's like a dark Pinocchio. It's a third-person action role-playing game, but it really is just Bloodborne 2. It plays so much like a Souls game. Um, like it, it's crazy and it's not even just like, Hey, let's put these mechanics in the game. It plays so well. It does a souls game as well as from soft does. And it's huh. the, the best version of one that I've played since like, you know, since bloodborne came out, this is, is close. And I've always, I always say bloodborne is one of my favorite games. Um, this is, it's definitely filling that, that need that I have for a Bloodborne 2. It's great, dude. It, um, like everything, the blocking, like there, uh, just the animations, the, the menus, like everything. It's really just hard. It's like, I'm, I jumped in and I'm playing it right away. Like, and having no problem because it's such a, I'm so familiar with the system, even though I've never played this game before. So really crazy yeah. so i remember from the trailers it 
really emphasize because you're like Pinocchio, you're made of wood and, and you're some sort of part machine. Maybe they mm-hmm. had like different arms on him and those were his mm-hmm. different weapons. Is does this kind of play like the Soulsborne games where you pick those up and just interchangeably swap them? Or is there more to it than that? That's exactly it. Yeah, you can um, swap out weapon parts and different arms and that sort of thing. Um, And it has like the arm has a special attack um, that has like a meter. So, yeah, it's it's great. And I even think it's I'm only maybe like four, four hours in, five hours in. Um, But I feel like it's easier then bloodborne it's a little bit more forgiving but it's different in that like so i started playing the the very first boss i'm playing it like i was playing a bloodborne game where i'm trying to dodge and roll and once i realized that okay this mechanic is a little different they want you to do blocking and parrying more um and once i started doing that it became even more easy where every once in a while you'll you'll mess up and you'll take a big hit for all those times you don't mess up and you could block it, you can break their like their weapons and then then you just take them out, you yeah. know? Much easier so, after that. Yeah, so it's great, man. Uh the level design is fantastic. There's like um it's winding through, there's these huge levels and it winds through, but then there's shortcuts that you'll unlock as you get to a point, you'll open up a gate and then you'll be able to go right through there. Um and there's enough like save points throughout where it does, uh, you know, you you know you'll get to a hard part, and there, but there's a safe spot right there, so you could die twenty times, you know, but you just jump right back in and try it right away. Um, and then on top of that, like so, f- from software games, they always have like a really interesting story, but you have to really work hard to figure out what that story is. You got to read about all the items and like. You know, this one, I like it because it's pretty much straightforward. It's telling you, it gives you, there's like this, right before it starts, there's this uh, cutscene and it tells you what is going on. And then you talk to these NPCs and they're giving you more of the story. And it's, it's nice. You don't have to work as hard for it. And I like that because I'm just kind of, kind of, you know, mood I'm in. I don't want to be digging and trying to find pieces to figure out what's going on. Well, I think that's cool. This one is just like, okay, this is what you need to do and go do it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you what the hell was going on in Elden Ring, but that sounds yeah. kind of cool. Is there any yeah. more like Pinocchio elements like Jiminy Cricket or Geppetto in this so Yeah, far? both of them are in it and wow. um, you yeah, you have to, there's points where you could tell the truth or you could lie and you know, think different things happen based on, on your decision there but yeah um it's it's really interesting so i'm playing it on game pass it was a day one release on game pass and it's such a such a big um pull for for xbox and and game pass to have this day one because like i was i mean i was ready to drop 60 bucks on it and like knowing that i don't have to like it's awesome so um yeah i absolutely recommend it it's at 80 on metacritic right now so getting well well reviewed um i definitely recommend checking it out i think especially like did you like elden ring when you played it yeah quite a bit yeah i think even like that i think you'll enjoy this because it it's it doesn't have that steep um difficulty curve whereas like you know i did end up i fought the first boss probably 15 times but you know once i figured out that block and stuff i was like oh 
easy peasy. So yeah, it's um it's a blast. All right, next up, Mortal Kombat One came out September nineteenth on PC, PS five, Xbox XS, and Nintendo Switch. Um, this is just it's more Mortal Kombat. There's really not much to say. There were some changes to the the mechanics, the way the um your energy bars work and the way damage is done. They have um, cameos is the big feature in this one. It's like kind of like a tag team thing where you can pick another uh, fighter to be on your team and they come in and they do a move every once in a while to kind of keep your combo going. If you need someone that does like a, a high attack for a combo, you call them in right then and they'll, they'll come do that. The fatalities are there crazier than ever. Hmm. Uh, those fatalities. And then, um, as far as like, so the story of Mortal Kombat, it's been entirely kind of like rewritten. So from the end of Mortal Kombat 11, they kind of, you know, they're, they're telling a, a brand new story. And in it, like they changed a lot of the characters' looks, their backgrounds, their alignment, and that sort of thing to give, give it like kind of a new fresh feel. Um, so yeah, it, it looks like, you know, more Mortal Kombat. I'm excited to buy it. I thought about it. I, this is what happens. Every time there's a new Mortal Kombat that comes out, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy this Mortal Kombat. And then I'm like, shit, I could wait like two months and get the pack that includes all the DLC and yeah. everything. You know, they always have that ultimate pack that comes out much uh, a little bit further down the line. So, um, yeah. And oh, and there's another thing. It's a thing called Invasions Mode, which looks like a kind of like on a game board and then there's just fights that you do and then mini games and then you unlock stuff i was like i have no idea like i didn't watch any gameplay of that but it sounds really cool yeah so yeah and that's yeah. the thing with mortal kombat the story mode will always be there and it doesn't matter if you're day one or day 100 multiplayer you're gonna get your ass kicked yeah yeah especially when they're talking about the introduction of these cameos to help people like finish their combo so that they you know if, if a character isn't and i'm just like this is a thing like yeah. you, you know where you're missing your character is missing a thing so you get another guy to come in and i don't know it's weird but yeah it makes me makes me hope like in the future i guess mortal kombat 2 i'd love to see like a dual fatality like you get to mix and match mm, yes that would be dope um so we got to talk about the nintendo switch version have you been <laughs> looking at some of these memes and everything I've seen some screenshots. Oh my god, dude! One person compared it to like it looks like a um, Bethesda NPC, and I was like, oh my god, it does! Like just with the dead eyes and yeah. like this crazy look. Uh, yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. So Ed Boon, the creator, he said that the Switch version will be fixed, and I don't think that's possible. Yeah, there's only so much you can do on the hardware. Yeah. Yeah, so it this was even outsourced, so like NetherRealm didn't do the Switch version. I think it was like Saber Interactive or somebody that ended up doing the Switch version. But um and did you see how so they were showing like footage from the the Switch version and there was like a Steam achievement that popped up in the bottom corner? Um Oh no, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, so Weird. like people were really pissed off that they're using fake like uh video to try to sell the switch one so they took that out it's been a mess man wow very enjoyable yeah. to watch though from afar and you know it wouldn't even be a big deal maybe if they sold it at half the price or a little more yeah but it's, absolutely. it's fully like a 60 or 70 dollar game yep yeah crazy but um 
and on top of just the visual look, I'm I'm hearing that it's full of bugs and like it takes like 10 days to get into a match because it's just got to load everything. It just sounds like a nightmare. So yeah. um, it's unfortunate, but it was, it's, you know, it's cool that they're doing it. They're trying to include the Nintendo Switch. Hopefully they'll be able to figure it out and at least make it playable. You know, you know, when you're buying a Nintendo Switch version, it's not going to look as good as the PS5, but you don't want it to look that bad either. Yeah. All right. Another game that just came out recently, Party Animals. Came out September 20th on PC, Xbox One, X, and S. This is a multiplayer party game. I had played this a little bit today, maybe a couple hours. Um, and it's, so you play, you pick a cute animal and then you go out there and it's, it's, it reminds me a lot of like gang beasts um, meets like, uh, um, what was that little game with the, um, with the beans? Fall guys, fall guys. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of that where it's just like you're in these, there's these different maps and you, you got to compete to be the last cute animal standing. Um, yeah. It took, so I decided I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to skip the tutorial, which is a huge mistake. Cause I get out there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like absolutely. You need to do the tutorial in this because I felt I did the tutorial. Then and I was like, Oh my God, this is so much easier. <laughs> But it is. It's like that physics thing where you just got to, like, grab onto a person and try to throw them off the board or, like, punch them in the face or headbutt them. Um, I was having fun with it. Yeah, I, I really wanted to try out, like, games of that genre, like Human Fall Flat and Gang Beasts. Just never had, like, a four-player party to really get that to the best possible experience to, to try it out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see why you would probably need a tutorial because... It's, like, awkward by nature from what I see. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Once I did the tutorial where it's like, okay, this is how you throw, this is how you punch, how you kick, all this stuff, I was like, oh, my God, this would have been so much easier. So um, I went back in, and it was much easier. I figured it out then. But, um, yeah, right now, it's, so it's online only. Like, there's no offline mode, which they actually got in a little shit about. So, like, this company said, like, play online with your friends or offline, and they chalked it up to being like a, a miscommunication that they don't that English isn't their first language and they meant play um with your friends on the same screen. So there's split screen um multiplayer as well, but you are always playing online. Um and then there's like different game modes. There's like a last stand mode, a team score mode, and then just tons and tons of like unlockables and skins. One of the big things, though, is that there are so many microtransactions in this game. And it's like, it's not a free game. Like, I'm playing it on Game Pass, so, you know, we, we could go into that argument about is it free, whatever, whatever. But, like, there's a lot of, you, you know, some of the skins that you could buy in there are 20 bucks. Now, it's not going to wow. affect your gameplay or anything like that. If you want to buy a skin, go buy a skin. You know, who cares? Do what you want to do. But it's crazy that it's like, it's it's comparable to the Fall Guys, which was a free game, you know. Um, I don't know if it was always free. But anyways, uh, you can, from what I'm understanding is you can earn a lot of the currency in this game just by playing it. So, they, at least there's that option. Yeah, that part's cool. Because that's like... Call of Duty skin money, and it's ridiculous when they ask yeah. you twenty dollars. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but I, um, I just, I just played by myself. 
for a little bit. Um, you know, my son was like watching me and cheering me on and stuff. And I had a lot of fun. I could definitely see playing it with a, a group of friends or, um, you know, at least some other people. And I think it would be a really, really fun uh, party game. All right. And last up, Payday 3 came out September 21st on PS5, Xbox S and X and PC. This is the, you know, the co-op first person shooter heist game. Payday 2 was immensely popular. They The game was out 10 years and they were updating it for the entire time. Pretty crazy. So um, this one, they've added more options, I guess. The, the way you could handle these heists. There's more options you could do, like a stealth mode now. Um, you could go out guns blazing. Uh, and then you unlock weapons and you progress your, your character and level up and that sort of thing. It's... Um, one of the downfalls that I've heard of this right now is there's only a handful of missions, but they're saying like, you know, this could easily be fixed by just adding more and they fully expect them to add more because looking at their track record, you know? Yeah. Have you ever gotten into the payday series? No, I haven't played any of them. No, me neither. And I have, I have paid, I've had payday two for years and I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. It must be good. I remember when GTA Online was first coming out with updates, which also just hit 10 years of age. Um, they were talking about more heists, and people were really wanting like the Payday 2 experience in GTA, and I don't know that they ever delivered on that. Yeah. But, you know, that's that should tell you something, because GTA is a really good game, and if people want Payday 2 in it... Yep. Yeah, I told you. And then one thing we just got to mention... Um, not a new game, but Cyberpunk 2077, the 2.0 patch uh, also came out. And I'm hearing that, that it's like it's making it just a close to perfect game. So nice. maybe maybe this isn't time I finally play Cyberpunk, you know? Yeah, have you not touched it, period? No, no, not okay, once. Okay, you got to. And I own it. <laughs> so oh, really? I have no really excuse. But yeah, I'm gonna. I will. I'll, since you talked me into playing Titanfall last week, this week cyberpunk i'm getting in there especially now that i got all that room on my hard drive oh yeah no excuse all right we got a lot to talk about let's switch gears and talk about our news of the week all right our top story this week it's been an exciting week for xbox the big uh like i i to say an oopsie doopsie happened over there at xbox um in an amazing and huge information leak. So let's 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 get into it. We got a lot to talk about here. Um, so they talked about the plans that they had, pricing. It was a very embarrassing situation for everybody over there because what happened was they're so you know they're in the middle of this lawsuit, FTC, that sort of thing. They uploaded documents onto this public drive that is supposed to have redacted information that the public can have uh you know uh, access to and one of the files they had just had it, you open it up and it has all these like added um files attached to it and in that we've got tons of information from this uh from this pdf that talked about i mean we're gonna get into it right now so um okay First up, I want to say this is all outdated information. Some of this stuff was from up to, you know, four years ago. 
up to, you know, the last couple of years. So it's not, you know, things have changed and, and you know, some things, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about it all. So first up, let's talk about the mid-generation console that we got information about here. Do you see this thing? Brooklyn and um, Elwood, terrible um, <laughs> names for them, by the way. Yeah, so this would be like a 2024 mid-generation refresh for the Xbox Series X. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, Series X and S. So basically what they were was um, they are disc-less games. They both were, um, you know, digital only. It showed that, let's see, the document revealed that the console will feature 2 terabytes of storage, 16 gigabytes of RAM, and will come in 100% recycled packaging. And then the updated Series S is the codename Elwood. It includes 10 gigabytes of RAM and pricing will remain the same as its predecessors. Um, Document notes that both consoles will be announced concurrently next summer with Elwood releasing in August of 2024 and Brooklyn releasing in October of 2024. Um, And Xbox explained placing a two-month release gap between the consoles in order to give Elwood a moment to shine before Brooklyn becomes the more sought-after console ahead of the holiday 2024 season. So um, I thought that was interesting. Uh, One thing, another thing from... I don't know if it was the same document or whatever, but it showed that um, the difference between Xbox S and X console owners, 75% of people that own an Xbox own Series S, which was surprising, the the yeah. less powerful. But I think it goes, that's because that's what I have, and it's my Game Pass machine. You know, I don't need a disk drive. I don't need super powered. I'm playing indie games on there, or, you know, Liza P. So... Yeah, what are your thoughts on on a possible mid-generation console? Sounds interesting. It sounds way too soon in some ways, but I don't know. I guess it's been out longer than we think because we forget how hard it was for anybody to get their hands on this. And right. I wonder how how dated that information is with the 75-25 split, um, if that was possibly somewhat due to the scalpers running out and getting all the X's and mm. charging God only knows what for them. That's a good point, too. Yeah, not sure. Um, and then in addition to the mid-generation console, there's information about a brand new Xbox uh, potentially coming in 2028. So they mentioned uh, the new Xbox system will be a next-generation hybrid game platform with development kits slated to launch in 2027. Uh, and they also said that there is a possibility of a thin OS for below $99 um, implying that Microsoft may release a handheld device dedicated to cloud games. Um, so, yeah, this one I thought was a very interesting, too. 2028, again, feels soon for, I mean, four years, five years from now Yeah. Um, for, a, for a new console. But, yeah, especially after, like, say they're going to come out with this, you know, um, 2024, 24 years. I guess it makes sense. The, the yeah. timing. Somewhere nine sense. or ten years after it originally came out, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we always talk about, like, the next level of of power for these things. And, I, you know, it, it'll be surprising to me what they can do, you know, going forward with, a, with another next-gen console. Because I feel like we haven't even seen it close to what they could do with the one now. But, granted, five, we're talking five years out. Um, let's see. What else? We got a Bethesda Games timeline. Now, this came out uh, three years ago, 
And in it, they talked about some big, big ones here. And one of them being the Oblivion and Oblivion remaster and a Fallout 3 remaster. So both things, I think, are great ideas. I think um, they would sell great. I'm sure they would probably just be put on Game Pass, you know, um, but I could see that being big subscription movers for Game Pass. You know, you get a yeah. remaster of both of, of those games, um, and that would be huge. Uh, some other ones on the list. So they were uh, set to come out financial year 2022 with the Indiana Jones game. Now, granted, this is all pre-COVID, so we got to think that COVID really set back a lot of the timelines for this. Um, and then financial year 2023, Doom Year Zero and DLC, Project Kestrel, Project Platinum, and then financial year 2024, Elder Scrolls Six, Project Kestrel Expansion, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo Sequel, Dishonored 3, and Doom Year Zero DLC. Now, we know Elder Scrolls not coming out 2024 we already talked about that you know i'm thinking that's going to be 2026 most likely it'll it'll be out when the new xbox is out probably yeah yeah you're probably right um ghostwire tokyo i don't think we're going to see a sequel for that i don't think that ended up doing well enough um and then i haven't heard anything about doom year zero uh so yeah, I don't know, you know, what happened to that, if that's being worked on or what. So it's interesting to see this and how different it is, you know, three years later. Yeah. Again, taking into consideration COVID and that sort of thing. One other thing that came out of that, Elder Scrolls Six, we did find out that is going to be a Xbox exclusive. They, they did say specifically that, um, you know, because it's been teased. He's like, Phil Spencer leading up to this with the acquisition. Well, you know, we don't know, but in these documents, it does show that Elder Scrolls is um, its not only skipping the PlayStation, but could release as early as 2026. So, well, yeah. again, know. there's always the solution. They did yeah. offer Game Pass to PlayStation. Yeah, they just exactly. take it. They just put Game Pass everywhere, which, you know, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right, the next document that I thought was very interesting, uh, it was revealed that Microsoft was eyeing uh, close to 100 developers to purchase. Uh, some of those including Sega, Square Enix, Zynga, and Nintendo. Now, what do you think? Do you think, uh, what would a uh, Microsoft-owned Nintendo look like? <laughs> i don't know that's too complex of a question i can't think about that dude it's crazy and the fact that like so there's a whole i'm not going to go over the whole email that was sent out but like in it they talk about strategies and how to acquire nintendo and talk about nintendo sitting on a ton of money right now and like we just got to wait them out it's probably not a good idea to like force our way in there um just the audacity of them to be like yeah we're gonna we're, let's just go buy nintendo like I don't think a Nintendo would ever sell to Microsoft. They got their own thing going, you know, like I said, a lot yeah. of money, but I don't know. Like, I think that would be the downfall of Nintendo, you know, trying to capitalize on like Nintendo's always about the weird thing. They have so much money. They could just do weird shit. And then Microsoft yeah. being like, okay, we need to make money. Let's make this money. You know? Yeah. 
And Nintendo does a lot of weird shit, like the Nintendo Labo thing. Just yeah. all these off-the-wall projects that you hear about for five minutes, and then it disappears. Yeah. And you wonder how they make money sometimes. Uh -huh. Well, it's because one out of every, you know, five of them hits huge. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that'd be interesting. I, I, I'm afraid of what Microsoft would make Nintendo do, but yeah. at the same time, maybe it would... Uh, Maybe it would make Nintendo better in some of the ways that Nintendo is just kind of weak right now. It's true. I'm Don't yeah. It, it would definitely help Nintendo in some ways by knowing. I think they would. They know their consumer more, Microsoft. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately, you know, it would be uh, it would be a mess. Mario would be in Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> yes. It would just be, oh, <laughs> be a whole thing. About that. Yeah. Um, they also considered at one point trying to buy Valve and Warner Brothers, which um, Warner Brothers, I could see Valve. And I don't think that's ever going to happen either. I think uh, yeah. Gabe is pretty happy over there. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I don't know that either of these would ever happen at this point because of how much backlash they're facing around the world uh, trying to get this ABK deal done. Oh, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. They tried to buy Nintendo. No way. If, if yeah. this is the problem. Yeah buying uh activision for sure um all right there was a uh a, a notice about a lack of games uh in 2022 phil spencer was freaking out we don't have any uh first party games let's try to find some third party games and this is where we got to look at kind at some of the game pass pricing and uh, i thought this was really interesting so i'm going to run through some of these prices real fast that they were uh estimates or estimating that they would need to pay to have it on Game Pass. Uh, Dying Light 2, $50 million. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is, is another thing I want to talk about. This would be a remaster, which this has never been brought up. They talked about having Red Dead Redemption 2 before, but a remaster? Very exciting. But this would have been $5 million per month. Um, uh, let's see. Wreckfest 2, 10 to $14 million. Alders Gate 3, Five million dollars to have that on Game Pass, and they decided that no, we don't want that. They said right. it was like a third-party Stadia role-playing game. Um, they really botched that one right there. They could it's, have that for like, five mil. That's like like being in the '80s and being able to buy Microsoft or Apple stock. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Gotham Knights for fifty million. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, two hundred and fifty million. Star Wars Jedi Survivors, three hundred million. Mortal Kombat One, two hundred and fifty million. Grand Theft Auto Five, twelve to fifteen million dollars per month. Now they do have Grand Theft Auto Five on there. I'm wondering, are they paying that amount of money to have that on Game yeah. Pass? I these, hope not, because that's a ten dollar game when it's on sale. These prices blew my mind. Like this is the shit that we don't see. Um, you know, the, the video game world is so secretive, but like when I, you saw how much these companies are getting paid to put their game on Game Pass, I was like, my yeah. goodness. Crazy. Well, when I hear the figure like 200, 300 million, I find it hard to believe that those games would make that in sales, like without Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. But, um, the takeaways from that list, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, they really botched that. And then a possible Red Dead Redemption 2. I wonder whatever happened that having a, a remaster of that come out it's uh yeah you know it's a missed opportunity there were a whole bunch of other ones that i'm not even gonna you know 
bring up different like uh, one-handed controllers and all this other stuff if you have any interest in it go check it out there's a bunch of great information on there but phil spencer did address the leak um so he tweeted uh, we've seen the conversation around old emails and documents. It is hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed and there's so much to be excited about right now and in the future. We will share the real plans when we are ready. And then also, just real quick, I, I, we're strapped for time, but I want to read this memo we sent out to um, the team at Xbox. It says, today, several documents submitted in the court proceedings related to our pr proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard were unintentionally disclosed. I know this is disappointing, even if many of the documents are well over a year old and our plans have evolved. I also know we all take the confidentiality of our plans and our partners' information very seriously. This leak obviously is not us living up to that expectation. We will learn from what happened and be better going forward. We all put incredible amounts of passion and energy into our work, and this is never how we want that hard work to be shared with the community. That said, there's so much more to be excited about, and when we're ready, we'll share the real plans with our players. In closing, I appreciate all of the work that you pour into Team Xbox to surprise and delight our players in the days and weeks ahead. Let's stay focused on what we can control, continuing the amazing success of Starfield, the upcoming launch of the incredible and accessible Forza Motorsport, and continuing to build game services and devices that millions of players can enjoy. So, yeah, I thought well handled, because um, it's got to be. Dude, That whoever put that document the, up on the thing, it's got to okay. be fired, right? I don't know. I'm wondering if it, it, it'd probably have to be like their legal team, right? Maybe not somebody at Xbox. Yeah, just not some intern. It's just like, hey, yeah. I'm just going to pop this up there. Okay. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff, though. But um, all right. We're not done chatting about Xbox just yet. Tokyo Game Show was just this past week, and Xbox had a digital direct sharing things that they uh, intended on getting out this time. So that's a plus, right? Step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, real quick. So the headliner for this one was a game called Hotel Barcelona. Do you watch a trailer for this? No. Okay, it's really weird. So it's from Suda51, and we all know he makes really weird shit. Um, and then uh, Swurry. I don't know who that is. But anyways, it's like this weird... Um, I don't... Like an action movie, but it's like parody of an 80s like thing I, I don't know and it was just like um go watch it it was very interesting um i thought it was i never heard of it it looks cool but um those suda 51 games either like are really fun or just really really bad uh octopath traveler 2 is finally coming to the xbox uh early 2024 this is the only system it's not out on now xbox fans can get it uh forza Motorsport, they talk more about that and how it's coming directly to Game Pass day one on um, October 10th. So that's not far off. Uh, Fallout 76, there's a new huge update coming to that. Elder Scrolls Online update. Uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy was announced to come to Game Pass. That's exciting. That'll be on uh, September 26th. Uh, I'm a big fan of those Ace Attorney games. You ever play those? I'm only familiar with the memes. Oh, yeah. They're great, dude. If you're a fan of the memes, you'll be a fan of the game. It's like you just got to solve. Like, I've always wanted to be a detective when I was a little kid. And this is me getting that opportunity. Solve the crimes. Find out who did it. Um, Yeah. Bunch of other stuff, too. But nothing that we really need to uh, 
go into. There was um, they announced Minico's Night Market coming to Game Pass. My wife's been very excited for that game for 16 years, it seems like. Anything else uh, from that announcement that you want to talk about? Um, don't think so. Let's see. One thing there, though. Yeah, El- uh, Elder Scrolls Online was uh, releasing in Japan with that update. So mm. I had no clue that it just wasn't in Japan. No, me neither. Um, yeah, well, good for them. You know, it's big, big news. So, um, yeah, go uh, check out that. It was about, I think it was like a 40-minute direct. There's a lot more Persona, Party Animals, Pal World, um, a lot of stuff there. And then before we stop talking about one more thing about Xbox, I swear, and then we'll be done talking about them forever. They did the Wave 2 Game Pass announcement. Um, so we talked about s- some of them coming already. Party Animals, Lies of P, um, Payday 3, September 21st. Cocoon comes out September 29th. That is another day one game. Uh, it takes you on an adventure across worlds within worlds. Master world-leaping mechanics uh, unravel a cosmic mystery. And then what I'm very excited for, because I've almost bought this a couple times, Gotham Knights comes out on October 3rd. This is, um, you know, the new Arkham-style game. Not as good as the previous Arkham games, from what I'm hearing. But Batman is dead, and uh, you play as the the Knights. And then another day one game, The Lamplighters League, also comes out October 3rd. Sneak, steal, and shoot your way through a world of pulp adventure in The Lamplighters League. So that one looks like a, a, a lot of fun, too. They're killing it, man. Game Pass. Yeah. It's been insane. Absolutely. Nothing but bangers. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic games. Uh, leaving September 30th is Beacon Pines, Despot's Game, Last Call BBS, Moonscars, Outriders, Proteus, and Weird West. All right. Moving on. Capcom also had a showcase uh, at TGS. Uh, this one was, I expected more, honestly, because this is like, you know, it's a big Capcom. They're, they're, they're big there. But we did see their, their, their biggest game coming out soon, Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, there was about a 10-minute uh, trailer, gameplay footage, showing off uh, how to, you know, play that game. I'm very excited for that one. Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to be huge uh, when that does come out. There's no release date for that just yet. But um, they also had some updates for Exo Primal and Monster Hunter Now, as well as some new fighters for Street Fighter. So um, it wasn't a huge, huge update uh, coming out of Capcom. All right, next up, we did it, FC. Our scathing news report last week made Unity rethink their whole policy regarding these uh, this new pricing. Uh, they said, We apologize for the confusion and angst the runtime fee policy we announced on Tuesday caused. We are listening, talking to our team members, community, customers, and partners, and we'll be making changes to the policy. We'll share an update in a couple of days. Now, right off the bat, I thought that was a real shitty um apology because we're like we apologize for the confusion really yeah like you that? guys just don't understand how yeah. we're screwing you <laughs> yeah and angst oh yeah it's ridiculous so they still haven't come out and said what the new policy was but uh jason schreier from bloomberg uh had some information that 
maybe what the change will be. It says, under the tentative new plan, Unity will limit fees to 4% of a game's revenue for customers making over $1 million and said that installations counted towards reaching the threshold won't be retroactive. Up until now, it was, you know, starting January 1st, any install of any game, whether it's come out in the past 20 years or now, you're going to pay this fee. And I guess now it's any game that comes out after January 1st that hits those thresholds. Um, they also, we talked about how they were going to be tracking it with Unity's own proprietary software, uh, but now they're saying it will rely on users to self-report the amount of installs that were, that we're taking. Um, so uh, they, they also said that Unity continued to affirm that these changes were only meant to capture revenue from Unity's highest earning games, uh, like the Genshin Impacts, the Pokemon Go's, um, in order to, to get that. But, yeah, that's not what all the game devs heard. But I don't know. So since that, there's been um, some movement within the dev community. So over 500 developers have been boycotting Unity's um, advertising network, which has been interesting. I wonder how that is affecting Unity's bottom line. They're just not putting ads in their games yeah, so that Unity doesn't get paid. Love it. And then Terraria developer Relogic um, said they were going to be um, giving $200,000 to open source game engines. So it's $100,000 to uh, the engine Godot and $100,000 to FNA and plus $1,000 a month for them to continue to build their engines and, and keep them going. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you think Unity will ever like gain the trust of the community back, or is it just too little too late? From everything I'm hearing, I think it, the damage has already been done. And, um, you know, I, I think there, I, I will probably see continued people using the engine just because people know the engine. And if this isn't going to, if they do walk it back enough where it's not going to affect people, you know, I could see them sticking with it because it's something they know. But I think yeah. that a lot of developers are going to switch engines and use something else because they're, you can't trust Unity. As you know, we're, we're seeing that yeah. they're, they're thinking about their bottom line and not about their customers. And I think it needs to stand as an overall lesson and not to blame the victim in this case. But we all, all of us, devs are not Unity or not beyond that. We have to think about what we're signing up for when we're signing these terms of service that these companies put a little clause in there and say, hey, we're going to change these anytime we want and screw you if you don't like it. Yeah. Because, I mean, this isn't going to be the last time we hear about something like this, gaming or otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is, that's a huge part of it. You're absolutely right. Like just the fact that they had the, like the nerve to just be like, all right, we're changing things. You owe us this now. Like, you know, it was very like mafia tactics, the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, so. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, walk it back to officially. All right, next up, Ubisoft has announced Tom Clancy's The Division 3 uh, very, like, nonchalantly. They just kind of announced, they're like, hey, uh, this guy's got a new job. And so Julian Geraiti, uh they announced, has become the executive producer for The Division franchise and will now oversee The Division including the division three you ever play the division no looks awesome though it is it's a great game it's a great co-op 
um, shooter game. I played the Division Two for a little bit, um, you know, and and had a blast. I played it late in the cycle. So it was, I think, it was like either free or a couple bucks. And I convinced a couple of my friends. I'm like, let's get in there. I think this game is is great, and uh, it was. But eventually, you know, we moved on to something else. But um, yeah, I'm happy to see that they're continuing to stand behind the division. Um, let's see. They said this announcement represents Ubisoft's dedication to the longevity of the brand. Uh, in his new role, Julian will drive the many inter- interdependent production elements of the division brand in a unified direction. This includes development oversight operations and creative vision together with the development teams around the world who are currently developing the mobile game, Tom Clancy's Division Resurgence, Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, and Tom Clancy's Division 2. I don't want to say division anymore today. Right. There's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of the division. Um so yeah, that is exciting. You know, I'm sure it's not. I don't even think it's in production. They just announced that this guy's going to be running it. So we got a ways to to wait on that one. All right, this is it. Speed round, dude. Ready? Put f- five minutes on the clock. Chime in anywhere you feel comfortable. Let's go. Spawn and Skeletor. Just two names coming to Call of Duty. Uh, the Activision revealed their Season 6 roadmap starts September 27th. It's going to include Spawn, Ash Williams of Evil Dead, Skeletor, Inarius, Lilith from Diablo 4, and Alucard, who is a Helsing uh, character from the, the anime or whatever series. Thoughts? Cool. I mean, it's it's no surprise when we're seeing Nicki Minaj, Laura Croft, everybody else being added in the Fortniteification of Call of Duty. I I don't mind these uh, these skins and stuff. I think it's interesting that they can now sell a hell of a lot more of these when you're in September of your Call of Duty season. When another Call of Duty is right around the corner, because these are going to move forward. Yeah. My only question is. This probably isn't going to move forward another generation. So how is this going to fare next September when they're trying to sell you more skins? It's a good point. It's a good point. But who cares when you can just jump in there and play a spawn right now? Next up, everyone's favorite healer family is getting a video game. Yeah, I'm talking about Bluey, baby. The Australian cute little blue dog. Uh, They're finally getting a video game. Plays Bluey, Bingo, Bandit chilly up to four players you can explore their world uh fan favorite episodes are included in there it's coming to all consoles november 17th i showed my son this he is very excited as am i we're a big bluey family so um i suggest you do your homework and go watch bluey because you're gonna get in there we're gonna play it together me and you oh yeah i'm the mom you're the dad and uh yeah we're just gonna just have a blast All right, next up, bad news for fans of the Evil Dead, the game. So good news if you're a fan of Call of Dead and Evil Dead because you got Ash Williams coming to Call of Duty. Call of Dead, did I say Call of Dead? This speed round's really messing me up. Evil Dead, the game, will not receive any new content, and the Nintendo Switch version has been canceled. Uh, Servers for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC versions will uh, remain online for the foreseeable future. Uh, my buddy, he texted me. He's like, oh, you see this? What a bummer. I was like, dude, we played it twice. Like, we're the reason. Yeah. We are the problem that this uh, messed up. But um, I didn't even know it existed. There you go. 
yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's you know that's the next version. We just keep moving on to different horror versions of the exact same game. Um, and then last up, my arcade is teaming with Atari to bring us the Atari Game Station Pro. No, this is not a repeat. Yes, there are two Atari consoles coming out. Um, this one more of a digital thing. It's not like a remake of the Atari 2600, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. This one is going to be um, it's going to be a hundred bucks, way cheaper than the other one we talked about. And this it's going to include uh, over two hundred Atari games. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and multiple generations of games as well, where the other one is just the 2600 plus, and the idea there is you've got your physical cartridge. This one is not going to include the physical cartridge slots for that range of Ataris. Yes, yeah, key features. Uh, it's the first console on the market to integrate Atari 2600, 5200, 7800, and arcade games into a single platform. Over 200 officially licensed classics, including Pong, Asteroids, Breakout, Warlords, and bonus titles. Dual 2.4 gigahertz joysticks with integrated paddles with three sensitivity settings. Uh, game save options via onboard memory and micro SD card. Dynamic RGB LED lights with three glow modes. Bam, you sold me right there. My Atari's going to be glowing. Hook me up. Um, and then it connects via HDMI. Uh, comes out October 31st of this year. That's very soon for it to be... Um, <laughs> just announced like hey yeah next month you could have this console um and you could start pre-ordering it right now so 100 bucks that's not bad yeah quite a few games for 100 bucks i don't know how much re replayability there is in those atari games you know it's hard we always say you can't go you can't go home again yeah. after you know you're playing spawn or skeletor in call of duty gosh <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why these are two separate things. Why can't they just smash these both together? We're living in the age of emulation. Exactly. Living in the age of emulation doesn't really flow as good. Uh, oh my goodness, my my jaw is tired. This was a lot. I covered a lot. I think I've talked more than I ever have, and I apologize that I didn't let you talk more. So get it no, out I, right now. What do you got to say? I don't have say? that much to say. Tell me. Um, follow Gaming News Weekly. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere great podcasts are found. Bam, he nailed it. Spotify, everything, all those things. Do it. Um, also, check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can watch this show at Pop Culture Playground. You can check out full clip over at Game Facts, J M E F A X. You can also check us out on Fruit Lab. This is a great video game platform where you can watch video game content. You can upload video game content and earn a cryptocurrency called pips which you could then go buy spider-man 2 with which is what i did um and uh what else um you doing twitch anymore it's been a while but i'm still, been a still while. just on the on the cusp i'm waiting dude i'm just I'm, i go in there i go on your twitch channel every day and i just sit there in an empty room i don't know can you, is that how it works you just have an empty room there just waiting <laughs> yeah, for you to walk into much. the screen um yeah, go check out his Twitch, uh, uh, full clip underscore FL. Uh, he's on Kick. Are you on Kick now? Full clip underscore Kick. No, but you know maybe I'd be able to break through over there a little bit quicker. Absolutely, who knows? Absolutely, especially because 
of all the love we're getting on TikTok. Go check us out on TikTok. Daily content being posted over there. All the big, meaty, juicy bits from this show every week. Um, and then I think that's everything. I think I need to, you know, uh, I need to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks so much for checking out this week's episode of Gaming News Weekly. We will see you back here next week with more video game news. <laughs>